Hello and welcome to the Human Nurture Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Brand. And if you've been following along this far, you will know that this season we are exploring how does a couples therapist learn to do that? And in the first part of the season, we met our first couple, Bart and Susan, and listened in on my consultation session about them with Hans Stahlschmidt. It's now time to hear the first half of a follow-up session with Bart and Susan. As always, this is not therapy. This is for information and entertainment purposes only. No one listening to this podcast should act or refrain from acting on the basis of the content of this podcast without first seeking professional, appropriate advice and or counseling. Nor shall the information be used as a substitute for professional advice and or counseling. Sound quality is a little better in this one, but I'm still finding my way, so please bear with me. And you might have to do some adjusting of your volume up and down a few times as you're listening. In the first interview with Bart and Susan, we heard the couple describe their very different ways of managing emotions and how this was keeping them from being able to build a solid enough foundation to build a future together. They used a metaphor. The metaphor was about boxes and how Bart puts emotional overwhelm into boxes and how Susan has no boxes at all. They described how this leads to arguments, shutdowns, and hurt feelings that keep them from coming up with solutions to big things like money, work, and time. So in consultation with Hans, he helped me to see that they were describing ways that they both feel alone during these times of great stress, how these were likely patterns developed in early childhood, and how this leaves them vulnerable to feeling inadequate in their current relationship. He then helped me to think through ways that a couples therapist or couples therapy could help them to learn to undo old patterns and dare to risk trusting deeply in each other. In this second interview, that process of undoing old patterns and learning to deeply trust has progressed. However, it's not easy going. As Bart learns to open boxes, he becomes more hopeful that he can change, and as Susan puts her feelings into boxes, she begins to feel hopeless that things are not going to change enough to satisfy both of their needs. So that should give you the context you need in order to listen to this first half of the interview with Bart and Susan. The second half will be coming in a couple weeks, and then after that, it's going to be some processing, understanding, digesting with my PAC colleagues as we wrap up the Susan and Bart episodes. So here we go with the first half of the second clinical interview with Bart and Susan. I hope you enjoy. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. It's been seven months, long time. A lot's happened in the world between October 2020 and May 2021. And I'm sure a lot's happened in your world as well. So can you guys just kind of catch me up on what's been going on? I guess I'll take this one. Um, So, well, since we last spoke with you, we've definitely continued our journey and trying to get a hold of our our issues as a couple. And so we've been seeing couples therapists, individual therapists on my side, and have definitely uncovered some some big issues that were maybe in the earlier stuff that we did with you, but not fully discovered, I would say. Uh, One of them being my anger issue default, I guess, when frustration sets in, and that being leading to Susan's fear of actually bringing stuff up to my knowledge and fear of the uh, reaction, outbursts, things that I might say that that would uh, break us down even more. So that was a really big one. And uh, I'm obviously aware of that now. And I've been doing a lot of work there. 
and uh, have had some really big improvements on just how to deal uh, with certain mm -hmm. situations. I think Susan would attest to that. In that same realm, uh, discovering kind of on my side of things that I definitely deal with uh, at least a moderate case of ADHD in a way of uh, my how my creative brain, uh, our other therapist puts it so nicely, I told Susan about my ADHD. I get kind of like stressed out about it, right? And uh, she puts it in a very nice way where I'm like, wow, that's really nice. <laughs> she does a, a beautiful job. Of she does a good job of talking, talking. about my creative ADHD brain, ADHD brain, which I, I, I do agree with her uh, in certain terms. And I, I have been more aware of my struggles and uh, what it does to uh, the relationship and my work and, you know, family, such. So. Um, that's a definitely a still a, uh, a journey that I'm trying to figure out. I, I'm curious about, so when you say the therapist, are you talking about the couple's therapist? Yes, yes. Okay. And so how do, I'm curious to hear a little bit more. How does, how does she, is it, it sounds like a she, how does she frame the minor ADHD? How does she talk about it? And what, what's, what's her way of thinking about it with you? Well, I guess through hearing our story and our, you know, trials and tribulations, she asked me questions about, you know, how I have, how do I focus? Where do I, you know, where does my mind go? And in that digging, I think she discovered that, you know, I have a hard time staying on task and my mind, it's not necessarily because uh, the big one was the unfinished projects, right? My brain, the creative side of it likes the creativity part and not the grind it out, finish it to the end part. So this is why I have 25 projects going on, but none of them are finished because my mm -hmm. brain was like, oh, it started that. It's like, like that piece. And then it moved to the next thing. And then that is a uh, hitting the nail on the head. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. wow, okay. That, and I can actually attest to that in a daily case of like, I would much rather be like deflecting to this. And I think the other piece of that that I would say is my, my conflict avoidance is that my ADHD brain, ADHD mindset would be like, Oh, well, I'd rather do this over here. This is more fun than that over there, which is really going to be stressful and, and cause a conflict. So mm -hmm. that would be, I think in my mind, that's kind of where I thought of it also. But like I said, she has a nice way of putting it, this creative brain. And I definitely think that I have no lack of ideas or lack of passion. And I think Susan would say that's the case too, is I'm always like, oh, what about this? What about that? You know, like not all over the place all the time, but definitely can go there. Well, I, this is one of those things <clears throat> that I had brought up to Bart several times that became one of those many things that we couldn't talk about because, because the response was very defensive and angry. And she has done a lovely job of not being me and talking about it in a different way that Bart is able to hear it and accept that this is relevant to him and what is happening in his world and us. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, tell me about what I didn't see or what, you know, that, that, that didn't get expressed about the anger in the last time or the defensiveness. What was, what was missing from the last time we met? Well, I guess what I would say is it was really scary and destructive and a lot of fear around it. <clears throat> I didn't feel safe to bring up many topics. I think too, like in our couples sessions before our, our previous, Susan did finally bring it up after it was a pretty big eruption that I had. 
in a defensiveness and she you know, was, it was very close to our session and she brought it right up point blank. And that's when it really, we had talked a little bit about the issue previous to that, but it wasn't really like on the table, like full out and what this is. Then it was really a matter of digging into that and Susan's fear and why it's there and why it's legitimate. On my side, I think, you know, originally there was always, there was a, a defensiveness towards that, but now I, I recognize that and actually own it and um, see that, you know, that was my default place because I wasn't able to deal with what was going on um, emotionally, I guess you'd say. I hit a breaking point. Well, I would say you hit a breaking point and that breaking point broke me and I couldn't make excuses anymore or deny <clears throat> what was happening. So yeah, so it was all on the table, I would say. That was a definite turning point. Bart has taken a lot of responsibility to change some of those behaviors. And just so I get the flavor of it, Bart, was Susan afraid of what would happen in the session or what would happen after the session? No, it would be more on our own. Think about it in terms of therapy. It's basically like I would be, I can be kind of like uh, able to listen, take it in, but not really able to function backwards, you know, maybe just avoiding that conflict. And then it's like my lid flips and it's like, ah, like, I can't believe, you know, that can be, I mean, Susan's witnessed that with my kids too. So for me, this became like a normal. This is like, oh, this is where I am. I'm super calm. And then I'm like a volcano, right? And I think since then, I've been able to away from that somewhat and, and have a better means to deal with communicating. I definitely still sometimes have some tone in my voice. I know that that scares Susan, but I'm working on that as well. Just trying to be in that adult voice. That's been another discovery recently is that this, and I think we mentioned it a little bit in your in the session was this parent-child dynamic. Mm -hmm. uh, when mm -hmm. I fall back into my stuff, that's the child. And then Susan becomes parent. A sign of that is my voice. <laughs> like when I'm, oh, I start to go down and I kind of get into that uh, lower voice. That's also been a place to stay in my adult place and, and with Susan in that place. A very different new narrative. I'm super calm. And then I'm a volcano that's emerged just through the couples therapy. It sounds like. Yeah. I mean, I think it was there just that we, like I said, Susan put it on the table and we've been facing it and I've been facing it able to, again, just take responsibility for it. You, you would act in ways that were very cruel and mean, like just downright mean, hurtful and destructive and just reached a pinnacle yeah I, I i agree with susan that was that was the case and i'm glad that she brought it out and uh, been able to see it and recognize it and be able to deal did it did it get violent between the two of you not physically i would say for sure verbally yeah there was some bad bad eruptions for sure i feel like mm -hmm. very bad interaction detrimental which is Part of, again, why there was this whole host of things that I felt like I couldn't talk about because they, because I had learned that they would fall into that arena. Yeah, I, I think that there was a lot of, there's a lot of fear on Susan's side, maybe still even to talk about certain things, but she would hold back until she probably couldn't. And then she would bring something up and then I would be defensive. And then that defensiveness led, led to that eruption. And where do you see her now, Bart? Where do you see her maybe still being afraid or 
reluctant to talk about things? I think it's it's still res- it's there. It's still just a maybe residual fear um, and also a bit of distance. You know, maybe resist distance or hesitancy, like to to uh, actually dive into maybe everything that that I think is probably inside of her. That's that's something that you know over time of being more secure could could be better. You know, and I get that it's hard to just like flip the switch. I think she's still walking on kind of like thin ice. Like, oh, is this really real? Is this really okay? Is that I get? I understand that. I still am kind of have to. It's not like I just now I know about it and now that's that's gone i have to really kind of you know work on it it's really interesting because i i guess have more i just have more skills in trying to redirect a little bit like notice like oh that's making me upset okay well let's let's take a deep breath you know let's let's get back to to this conversation and i think that's that's really really helped i haven't had any eruptions in quite some time i don't I can't remember. We've actually had some, you know, some conversations and I feel like I have definitely come back to you and done some healing. I would agree with that. So yeah, it's kind of astonishing to me how much how much I don't have not quite how to say, like how much was in your realm of control that you've been able to change a lot pretty quickly. It, there's still sometimes, of course, defensiveness and reactivity, but now you'll leave, which is fine. And and I would say, you know, which I think is fairly classic, like I it's pro it's giving me an opportunity to see my own reactivity more kind of like if you have a broken femur you don't feel your broken toe now that you are not reacting in the same way like I have space I have like I have I can see my reactivity and I have some space to see that and Mm. and recognize where I need to do some work but have you noticed Susan's reactivity in new ways now that you're have more skills at handling your anger I've noticed that her place in the relationship right now is is definitely more unsecure and so I have definitely I think by not getting anger been able to notice that and also be able to come to her and give her some hope and reassurance that we're working on this together and that you know we've been through a lot and we're continuing to go through kind of a growth phase and um, I know for myself just a kind of a real eye-opening of things I've never thought about and realized the tools or the skills that I've been able to actually learn and use have really helped me, I think, see that her vulnerability is very high, I think, in the relationship. Insecure vulnerability. What are you, what are you guys talking about? You want to speak to that? I, I think I'm not sure exactly what you're saying. Either. I mean, I'm making guesses, but. Well, I think Susan's definitely felt, I don't want to say hopeless, but somewhat maybe questioning the relationship in a pretty deep place as hard as it is to know that it's also you know it's it's difficult to deal with but i understand i think that's where i've been able to try to give reassurance does that make sense there it it sounds yeah it does make sense i i would love to watch you guys engage with that for a little bit and just it feels like there's more to be said about it i know that you've been less than sure i think of us for quite some time and i understand that i also keep telling you that you know like that's that i feel like i'm in a different place and i'm more sure of us because of all the discovery and uh, and ability to 
see you and to hear you and not be wanting to run away. I actually feel like I want to come towards you more whenever you're in despair, which has not always been the case. I want to get back to a place of feeling sure. Miss that feeling. I want that for us. Trying to get there. I just I feel like I got pretty shut down. Yeah, I guess distant has been the word. I'm trying to find my way back, figure out how to rebuild trust. I just feel bad about being having some confusion. And I don't think I would handle that well if the tables were turned. You wouldn't handle it well if I was unsure. Is that what you mean? I guess I don't actually know how you do that. I don't want to cause you that hurt. Hmm. And, but I also can't deny that I'm pretty distant trying to figure out how to get back. I think the thing that I've learned is that, yeah, there is hurt in there on my side, but I'm also trying to listen to your distance, you know, what you're telling me, trying to have space for that, realize that you need me to come to you in not a rescue way, but in a way that's supportive and try to I think use my confidence that I have in other things to be confident in this. This is the relationship that I want. I just need to be able to tell you that, listen to you, and hold your space that you are in. It's not a switch. There's a lot of trust to have to you this did a lot. And I appreciate that. How do you both handle the distance? I can't speak for Susan. Um, I think my hope <clears throat> comes from change from realizations and wanting a, a very rich relationship that I can grow into that I feel like been a lot of growth in the last four months and that may be more maybe it's one-sided for me to say that but I feel like that also comes back to the relationship because I have to have that individual change or realization before I can be better in this relationship so so I feel a distance but I also feel this like balancing hope that is on the other side that's like that's more powerful than distance and I think that's why I come to you whenever we've had some situations where it seems like more distance is going to be there I guess I think that the distance has been there for a while I mean just having the experience of listening to you know the previous recordings and hearing all the things that we weren't saying because <laughs> I feel like we're being more honest about it now that gives me hope yeah I would agree like I said I think the last time we were beating around the bush around some I mean obviously some very big issues and once those came to light you can't beat around it anymore so you have to kind of step up and try to deal or change or learn different manners and skills to work together and that seems like an ongoing process i feel like but it all gives me hope a lot more hope and despair is this just a one-sided growth i mean is the growth just just about bart is there not growth on both sides that's happened in, in this intense seven months of coming forward and trying to not beat around the bush in the relationship um well, I would say the growth has actually really only been since February. And what led to that was an escalation of things and damage, I think, to the relationship. Part of my growth has been seeing how I have given up too much of me in this relationship. And I haven't been completely honest about growing resentments. And I've been afraid because when I tried to be honest about them it would become very destructive and I went further and further away and adapted to not being as assertive as I used to be or see myself as or want to be adapted to allowing things to happen that felt really wrong 
me. I think that for me, that feels like the biggest thing that changed in February was I am done pretending that this kind of behavior is okay. And it's not the kind of relationship I want. And, and from my perspective, the other piece of growth that I feel is, again, since your reactivity has gone down, I have to look at my own. What do you think about stuff I need to work on? Hold on just one second. I, I, I'm curious, Let's before we move on to other things that you have to work on, asking Bart about that. Bart, what do you notice about Susan's? Have you noticed her being more assertive and and being uh, more aware of her own reactivity? Is that something that has shown up on on your radar? And what do you see? How do you see it? I think uh, one of the biggest changes that we've made together, but it comes from Susan's end, is um, that parent-child dynamic, recognizing that. I think she always has, but Obviously, that's been brought to light and actually Shelly telling you, like, don't do that. And you've been, I think, holding that line a lot more, which has forced in a way like to be like, oh, well, okay, she's not going to rescue me here. I need to figure out how to deal with this. And that to me has been a very big change. And then also just that the voice is like another step in that and realizing what what was happening kind of on a subconscious level for me, but was also supported by you. So that support, I would say, has been recognized by you. And I can see sometimes where I think you want to rescue me, but you are not. So that's a big one. The assertion thing is interesting because I feel like Susan, you know, still has, has always kind of led with certain things for sure, many things that include the the finances and the household and stuff. And I do feel like she is actually, I felt like she's actually kind of stepped back from that or distanced herself from that. And that may be where some resentment is lies. And there has to be a, a balance between us coming together with that. And I see that change. And then I also see that that's a hard one for you to not do. And not in a bad way or a good way. It's just that like, it's there again. It's that voice. I need to have the adult voice to come back to you. Are you saying that I am not talking about the finances and work stuff anymore? Yes. I feel like you're not as much and you're leaving it up to me to come to you with that or to present an idea to talk about it or talk about intimacy or, you know, and I feel like that's part of your stepping away from that parent role. I think those are connected. Yeah. And I mean, I guess from my perspective, those things are, are part of stepping away from that parent role. And it's also part of the, just the distance, the, I don't want to be in charge of those things. And those, that leads me really, that is what brings me to sort of, you know, teetering on this place of, it's easy for me to go to a hopeless place from that point because I don't, I, I, it leads me sort of back to that place of, well, I either need to just accept that this is the way that things are and will be and figure out how to feel comfortable with it or, or figure out that we can't do this. Right, so stay, fo- stay focused on each other for a moment. And I just want each of you to really settle into this feeling. I, I, I mean, one thing that I'm hearing so clearly today is Bart saying, I'm hopeful, I'm, I'm coming forward, I'm coming forward. And Bart, if you can just feel into that for a moment. 
And Susan saying, you know, I was really hurt. And now I'm assuming more of a, of a, of a role of distance and a distant stance here as I get situated, as we get situated within, within the, this, this between us. I just want you to hold both of those in mind. Just really hold that there for a moment. Bart, feel that inside of you, that energy of coming forward. Susan, feel that distance. Hold that a moment. What do you notice, Susan, as Bart holds that hopefulness that I'm coming forward? What do you notice about him? What do you see? What does he look like to you? It's very sad. Why sad? How is hopeful and coming forward sad? I don't know. I just know that his face looks very sad to me. Okay. And Bart, as you look at Susan and she has and holds her distance and feels the events of February, what do you see in her? What does she, what does she look like? What do you notice about her? There's a little tension, sadness in her eyes, her looking into me, like wondering where the hope is, I guess. Did she read you? Did she read you correctly about the sadness part? Um, I wasn't feeling sad. I was actually feeling, trying to feel in the moment of like looking into her eyes and seeing where she was at. So sadness wasn't in, I wasn't feeling that in my end, but I was feeling looking for her to see where she was at. And what happens, Bart, if you settle into your own body for a moment and you just, you feel into the energy of, you know, coming forward, trying to be hopeful, Susan seeing you as looking sad as you do it. What do you notice now about Bart, Susan? He looks more relaxed. His brow was pretty crinkled before, and now it's not very much at all. And the tension and sadness and Susan, Bart, where do you see that now? Her eyes seem lighter, not as distressed, and her lips maybe a little not quite as tight, still a little there. Yeah, where is her distance now? Where, where can you, where do you see it? I don't see as much distance in her eyes as before. Okay. As, and I believe that you both settle a little bit. You look like you settled a little bit, but I don't want to settle too much. I want you guys to get to what you need to get to today. Not as a parent child, not as the pleaser, not as the canary in the coal mine. What is it that needs to be gotten to today? Right. Join me next time to find out in the second half of the couple clinical interview with Bart and Susan. What do they really need to get to today? So that's it for today. I hope this provokes some good thoughts about what you might have done or not done, what makes a good couples therapist, and that you'll keep tuning in. I'll see you in the next podcast. And until then, this is season two of the Human Nurture Podcast. Mm-hmm.